0: You know
1: how fast you're going? What?
0: How fast you going? I don't know. Ten? Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast, so if you're easily offended, get your panties twisted a knot. turn this off before you get butt hurt and mad, start to cry, have to run to your safe space. All opinions are those of the host and his guest, and do not reflect the opinions of any government agency. Welcome to Motor Cop Chronicles podcast, I'm your host, the Iceman. We have uh our guest in the clubhouse today. I'm going to ask you this only once. Do you or do you not know
1: about the bird?
0: Oh god. Cuz everybody's heard that the bird is the word. Bird, the birds a word. The bird is a word. So, we got the co-host Freebird back in the house today. I appreciate you having me back. It seems like I've heard that intro before. Yes, I mean there's not many things I can do. I just save your original intro.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm glad to be back.
0: I mean, I don't know. what you on a different bird? No,
1: no. I I was
0: hoping I, to hear could that. Get one. like I don't know, a, like a seagull or something.
1: <laughs> no, I think I I fully expected that one. I,
0: Glad you didn't disappoint. No, I, I saved your thing so You can come back and co-host with me. We're doing this on a, a Sunday evening, so this will be hot off the presses when it gets released this afternoon.
1: Yeah, we like to just roll into it. Yeah, not a lot of editing. We just
0: well, Bam does enjoy the from the showroom. Very floor. few edits involved, unlike some of them that Should we have done in the past.
1: She might be up to midnight editing this one.
0: No, this was not the smoky episode. (laughs) (laughs) You end up with four hours recording and an hour and 45 minutes released. Yep, (laughs) that much editing involved in that one.
1: Yeah, she does a great job in all that editing.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to start off with Mia's story from this week. Like I said, the last episode, I started writing shit down. Because I want to talk about stuff, and then I forget it because I'm old. I pulled over this guy doing 51 in a 40-mile-an-hour zone, which is, you know, I'm a 10-over guy, so he's doing 11-over. I stop him, but I had the intention of, I was not going to write him a ticket. I was just giving him a warning. I was actually stopping people going a little faster that day, but I just stopped this guy to give him a warning. And the clue... For him should have been, when I stopped him, I just left him in the roadway. I didn't pull him into the driveway area where I was working. I walk up to him. I tell him why I pulled him over. Didn't ask him for his license. and I just tell him he needs to slow down. And he looks at, well, when I tell him he was doing 51 and 40, he moves his hand. And he looks at his speedometer, like.
1: Sitting still now. You, you're, still, right. you're fucking
0: sitting still. How would. How do you think you're going to look at your speedometer and say, oh, well, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I don't even like running. I sure in the hell can't run that fast. Then he wants to say, well, I wasn't going that fast. Yeah, you were. I got you on the LIDAR. You're getting going that fast. Well, he goes to arguing. I said, hold up a minute, buddy. I said, first of all, I was going to give you a warning. But if you want to argue with me, you can pull in this driveway right here. I can give you this ticket. And we can argue in the courtroom because that's where you're gonna argue with me at. Oh, uh, uh, no, no, you you don't have to do that. Okay, well, have a nice day because you're about to get uh, you're about to talk yourself right right into a ticket, right into a ticket. I, I mean, I hate that. Don't don't argue with me. If you want to argue with me, come to court. Especially when I'm about to give you a freaking warning.
1: Now that you say you're writing things down, I'm gonna have to write that down because. This might be the first time I've ever heard you said or say that you pulled somebody over and you were just going to give them a warning. That I'm going to have to write down.
0: Yeah, well, I think from, from previous episodes not so long ago, I've been giving a few more warnings here and there. Not not many, not many. I'm still writing probably 99.9% of point, right, but there's that 0.1% that of a percent that sometimes they luck out with it. Sounds like you're softening up in you. Getting older. I don't know. I did talk to like said IT guy again. It's getting closer and closer for me getting my ticket writer. Yeah,
1: you've been I I've heard you talk about that a few times. So it, I'm getting it, more and more excited closer. about it. Yeah, so now it'll be like Christmas. Now it, it won't me. be any warnings. It's just gonna be a three minute exercise. No three minutes
0: like thirteen seconds. I can do a ticket in like thirteen seconds. <laughs> it takes me three minutes now. I can do it in like 13 seconds. You know how many tickets I can give out in 13 seconds? I mean, just uh, 13 uh, seconds each, each throughout yeah, the Yeah, I mean, I can just like spit them. I can throw them out like Mardi Gras beads.
1: <laughs> it, uh, I, I know that's going to, uh, you know, probably be one of the best Santa Claus presents that you can get. Yes, I hope that's my Christmas present coming up soon. Is that uh, once you get this device, how many warnings do you think that you're going to hand out? Well, I'm not gonna give out many. I don't give out many warnings. No. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I, I I think once you have this device there won't
0: be any. I mean I mean it depends. I to give out a few here and there. Um
1: you you're still you are a stickler for that ten, eleven eleven over.
0: Yeah, that that's my thing. I now the other day I was working the area I I think I was stopping at like thirteen over. Yeah, it depends on the interstate.
1: I, I, you know, a lot of people now, you get on the interstate and they're doing ninety. Just everybody that, that's driving is doing. Oh, well, except get, they're in the right lane. Except for the people <laughs> in the left, they're only doing <laughs> seven. I, 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 I love 65. it. I
0: love it. I got, I mean, I get those all the time. I got this week. You know, people's like, oh well, I was just going with traffic. No, you were passing the traffic. <laughs> or, oh, I'm, I'm not from this area unfamiliar. And I'll see they have the GPS thing on their phone or something like that, which if you look on it, tells you the speed limit. And it, it it's not right all the time, but for the most part, it's got the right speed limit on it. But when I pull somebody over to a 90 and a 60, and they try to use the excuse that they're not from there, I don't know anywhere is, in the United States anyway, that the speed limit is... <laughs> 90 miles an
1: hour. Right, the last one that, that uh, I pulled over for 92 in a 65, and, and I know you've come across this, and once you get your ticket right in Gadget, I don't know how you're going to handle people with weed and drugs and everything else because at 13 seconds it's going to go out the window. I get
0: people with weed all the time.
1: Well, just I ha- I happen to have, this, this guy's doing 92 in a 65. I, you know, I would at least think that you weren't going to do anything else other than the traffic violation if you're driving 92, but apparently this guy had just toked up, you know, his, his cigar weed. It was in his uh, cigar and uh, of course you could smell it and see it. And uh, of course he ended up getting a DUI and uh, going to jail, but. I had to have him uh, explain to me the cigar weed process because I've seen it, seen it a hundred times, but I wanted him to show me exactly how he got that weed into that cigar. I said, you know, before we, before we get done with this stop tonight, we're going to, I want you to show me how to unroll this cigar weed.
0: Yeah. They dismantled that cigar. Oh, he did
1: it in about 30 seconds and never tore. Not Mm, one hour. Like an art piece of tobacco on that cigar (laughs) i was impressed I, i i really was i was impressed for the amount that he had in there the the good amount that he had in there well i just but he was able to just uh, lick his fingers and unroll that cigar in about 30 seconds and i was i was thoroughly impressed
0: i pulled over a guy thursday my first stop that afternoon pulled him over uh no, he he wasn't going super super fast. I think I, I, think I wrote that down. Let me see. Yeah, You've got uh, several pages yes. of notes there. Oh, I got I got plenty of right stuff down as I go through today. Yeah, he was doing sixty. S- no, that's not the right stop. You anyway, tab- this, this you must guy, have a
1: tablet on that motorcycle, so you
0: I can, carry uh, my tablet the- with me everywhere. Anyway, I pull this guy over. He's he's obviously doing you know at least 11 over at least 11 that's what i was just thinking to say. i know he's doing 11 over i make my approach to the vehicle on the passenger side well he cracks the window down about six inches well that you know that that's indication of one or two things he knows his car smells like weed or he's one of them damn sovereign citizens Mm -hmm. one or the two well he didn't shove a White piece of paper in my face stating that you know I'm not driving, I'm traveling, I'm a free citizen of whatever, blah England, blah, blah blah, you know, And the
1: Queen of England, or, yeah, didn't, didn't give us
0: authority. So he'd hand me that, and I, I could smell it just coming out the car to weed. When I'm I'm just tell, I just tell the guy, hey, I pulled you over for speeding this and that. I'm gonna need your driver's license, insurance, registration. Well, he points to his ears. The dude's deaf. I guess he thought, I don't know, maybe some cops do just like wave them on and not feel like dealing with it or whatever. I looked at him and I put my two fingers to get together and gave him a little puff sign, like, you know, puff, puff, pass sign. <laughs> I, I did that to him and then I took my hand out straight and put my fingers up and like give it here sign. And he looked at me and I did it again. And he, he handed me his little container with his pipe in it and just a little bit of marijuana left. I disposed of it, and he gave him his speeding ticket. And, I mean, he might be deaf, but he can still read everything I wrote down right there. You don't need to be able to hear to drive the car, obviously, because he couldn't get his license that way.
1: Well, now now that you have your notepad where you're writing everything down, you could at least write, give me your ID.
0: Oh, no, I have, uh, oh, with that, yeah, but I, I thought was, I have, one of those apps on my phone that, that translates from, like, English to Spanish and vice versa. Because I do come in contact with uh, a lot of individuals that claim, at least, not the, no obli, no English. So, got to yeah. do what we got to do. That, and that, for some reason, good. my my tongue yeah. or whatever don't work right trying to... Learning foreign languages. Well, I remember
1: Spanish from high school, but when you get to talking to some people that are fluent in Spanish, it's oh, like everything so that fast. I ever knew went out the window.
0: Well, they, it's like they talk so fast. It's like what? They, yeah, I it. do that with people that speak English. These teenagers and stuff now, because I'm old, they'll start talking and it's like, I'll be like, huh? <laughs> we say slow down to like normal speed here, because <laughs> they'll say they'll, they'll have like a whole conversation in like 15 seconds.
1: Well I've only encountered a, a deaf guy one time uh on on a bicycle. And we were having some problems with him uh frequenting businesses. So uh we actually had to take our notebook and do and that's the reason I remembered that. We had to take a notebook to write everything down to figure out what the hell he was doing and where he's going and uh communicate
0: to go ahead and leave the area. I got a dispatch one. He's worked for the previous department and uh working night shift, got dispatched to a disturbance, family dispute, and I get over there and both of the husband and the wife were both deaf. Mm. Deaf and you know, they were arguing. But it wasn't a very loud argument. It wasn't a loud argument. <laughs> And you probably almost got
1: hit a few times in the face with them arguing in between. Yeah. Them.
0: But I just looked at them and wrote, I wrote on my tablet. All right. Cause nobody had hit each other. I mean, I don't even, I wanted them called, but I, I, nothing had illegal had happened there. There was no, nobody had hit each other or threatened each other. Nothing like that. I think one of them just got mad, get called or however they did it. with one of them machines where they type in at the time, this was a long time ago. And, uh, I just wrote down on the notepad that, uh, okay, well, y'all just keep the noise down and try to kill. <laughs> so, I never have encountered yeah, that, I, so I, I I'm did, sure it's pretty comical. I did tell them to Keep the noise down. You know, it was a very quiet
1: argument. I, yeah, I never have encountered that. I, I'm not sure how I'd have handled that that, that situation, <laughs> especially a domestic with with hardly any shouting. Yeah. Other, other than just hand gestures, I, I don't know. Them. I know me I know. and Miss Reed Bird's gotten into, uh, you know, some some uh, heated discussions where I've had hand signals. Oh, you, you know, used, used hand <laughs> gestures. <laughs> used before. hand signals. Is that why that one finger shorter than the other? Yeah, oh. yeah. She she took care of that argument. <laughs> yes, but hey, I'm I'm good now since we we uh, I I kind of made up for that on the uh, trip on her her birthday.
0: Yes, you. He did just have a surprise birthday party. I mentioned it on the other one. Uh, me and Bam went, so it was like the, we hanging out, hanging out with the high-class people over there. It was very, very nice. It was like the, the plastic spoons were hanging out with the silver spoons, and it was nice. The food was fantastic. I was just telling them about the, the crab cakes were just awesome. The band, the crab cakes? Um, got the cops called on. Them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I did happen <laughs> to leave before the police got called on. Them.
0: Yeah. We, we left probably about 10 minutes too early. Cause I've been interested, but <laughs> missed the, missed the show for the, missed the after, par- guess they hit-
1: after party with the police.
0: I guess they got a Karen living next
1: door. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, uh, I'm surprised that we made it as long as we did. We didn't make it several hours before the uh, police got. Yeah, you,
0: you you said they were probably gonna get called from the lady that lived next door. Yeah, yeah. It, and uh, then you it, took I, her to Lake Tahoe.
1: Yeah, that was an experience. At least um, I, I never did want to go too far into California oh. uh, in, in in my travels. But uh, Lake Tahoe, we were at South Lake Tahoe, so we at least I can say I only made it two or three hundred yards into <laughs> California.
0: He was just telling it was me was a long way. They rented these these little electric stand up scooter things, and mm-hmm. rode right around on. You. How much it cost for just a couple hours? By the time he parked him, it was like fifty dollars for just two hours, twenty five dollars an hour, I guess. Where huh? did they <laughs> give did. you about a mile?
1: It did say you know it. It, it probably could have been one of those uh, situations where the ice man could have pulled me over for doing eleven over on the <laughs> scooter because they did go that fast. And uh, after about two and a half hours, we, we were kind of done with them and turned them in. And all of a sudden, when we get the bill f- on our on our app, uh, we were quite surprised. Because we probably could have rented a car for the whole day for <laughs> as much as these two scooters. Right. <laughs> as much as these two scooters so, I, think you get, well,
0: I don't know how much it costs, California, but I mean, you can rent a, a cheap car for what, like $35 a day a or A day. So? Yeah, yeah, you could fit like four people in there. Yeah, and this yeah we're like fifty uh, bucks a piece.
1: We were fifty <laughs> bucks a piece on this scooter after two and two hours and fifteen minutes. I said, "Well, we can just soon just go down the road and get a car after we got the you know on our app we got the the charge." Well, you were
0: in California. Why didn't you rent like a Ferrari or something?
1: Well, we did have one. We left it back at the resort. Uh, we didn't want to take too many chances of getting pulled over, <laughs> especially in California. <laughs> So, uh, it, it does, you know, it, it was surprising that we were in an area, uh, uh, that's known for foot traffic. It's around what they call the village and it's a lot of shopping. We're on our scooter and we're trying to haul tail, you know, we're like, Hey, we're just going to get on back to where we're going. Well, this thing, w- we could get off and push it faster than it was going. <laughs> so there's, we're thinking, Hey, what the hell we're, we're, our batteries are dead. We're going to go commandeer another cart from somewhere. But all four of us, there was four of us together, and we all four had the same problem. They were like, we would have to get off and push it and get off and push it. I said, I am not doing this for the next up the hill two miles, pushing this cart. But we got probably about 100, you know, maybe 100 yards away, maybe a little less than that. And all of a sudden, the scooter picks up, and we're fine. All four of us just like magically had batteries. So we thought the batteries were dead but apparently the GPS on these carts limit how fast they will go around where the foot traffic areas are, um, I guess.
0: Um, so it slowed you down. It
1: slowed us down to almost to where we had to walk these scooters.
0: Wow. Yeah. And that was, was our first experience.
1: We're all four of us. It's like a new no wake zone. <laughs> damn, damn. These scooters ain't worth a damn. They got a yeah. full battery and ain't going anywhere, but. You know, that's what happens. That's in a wake zone. It was our first experience with these little things. Yeah. You can't, like th- can't throw the wake in the boat. And it slows you down. But you have no control con- over it. No, we had no control over it, and we didn't have a clue that apparently the GPS sends a signal to this area. Well, that's horrible. Know how that works. That I, I don't the know. scooters are starting to get too smart. Uh, we knew we, at least we wouldn't get pulled over
0: on the scooter having to just foot push this thing look I'm a I got an email from uh I take it as a fan I know he listens uh said he don't mind he he's actually he's not in law enforcement he he does work in security and stuff and he he's in California I'm not sure which part I guess wine country or something uh I believe you say he didn't uh Aiden mr Aiden if I get it wrong I'm sorry I'm just you know, Louisiana boy, that's not good with names, but he sent me a story that happened to him while he was working as a security guard at a winery. And I guess this winery's like in the middle of nowhere. And he said, uh, would it be in Halloween and stuff." So I'm going to tell his story real quick. I'm going to read it. it. Says he said at first he started seeing and hearing things. And he thought it was just his mind playing tricks on him. Said the wine cellars had sensor lights and that he would see the lights go on and off and see shadows in the corners while he was working at this winery at night. Then one time, he was called at the beginning of his shift. and was leaving a voicemail and he heard footsteps on the other side of this uh, security trailer that they had. And And that he was the only one on the property. Sounded like someone was walking in and saw him and stopped and turned around and walked away to avoid him. So he checked check the entire office and he was the only one in there. Okay. That would just freak me out <laughs> just a little bit if that shit happened. He said it happened, started happening on a regular basis and the footsteps inside the office and he was seeing shadows running around the property for the most part. Said he tried to ignore it, but then he started. To leave the lights inside the office on the whole time he was there, and he, even though he was ignoring it, it still he was still concerned about what was going on since he couldn't explain it. So one night he took his lunch break and he was eating outside in his car or eating inside his car, not paying attention to his surroundings except for the road in front of him because that was the only road in and out. So he turned to look at the office and can see a shadow figure of a person standing in the window apparently, I lost much <laughs> apparently he only
1: happened? had apparently the uh, he only had one sandwich so apparently the shadow was looking for the second
0: sandwich might have been and then uh he said that it looked like it was just staring at him so he avoided going, going going into the trailer after that but he had to go in there to call in. Because that's how they clocked in and out, and they couldn't do it on their cell phones. They had to do it from the landline there. I get to prove that they were actually still there. Yeah, I think I would have requested every light on
1: and uh, probably back up if yeah. I had to work. Well, he said
0: that. a few days later, he took his 17-year-old cousin with him who, want, who wants to be a um, California Highway Patrol officer, which is a still a work in progress all these years later. But at the time he wanted to see if security was something he would be interested in getting into. So this so Aiden knowing that he was bring his cousin shit. for some Yeah, there was some yeah. scary
1: shit happening and he thought that would be some excellent training for the police. Yeah,
0: he said technically nobody's supposed to be with him, but everybody did it on the job sites. I mean you work in the middle of nowhere, who cares if you bring somebody? He said, Well well his cousin didn't make the whole shift that he had he fell asleep after a few hours. He said and an aide said he didn't notice that his cousin woke up until he his cousin started to panic because he looked at the office and saw a shadow standing at the window and it freaked him out. So the, the shadow ghost was staring at his cousin. He says as a result of this, when he turned eighteen, he didn't get his security license due to this experience. So he must have it it, it really messed him up. In the head that
1: Well I'm surprised that he went back several more times knowing that the first few was, times was a damn shadow looking well, the, at his the ass. Cousin like, I don't think I, I would have
0: went somewhere else. <laughs> Two days later he said another co-worker and himself got scheduled to work on the same day there. He said since the coworker lived in town and I had an hour drive to and from the winery, that he was the one told to stay to work since he had spent an hour driving there. He said, while well, his co-worker waited to be picked up by his girlfriend. He started to ask if I would noticed anything weird on the property. So I lied and said, no, <laughs> you don't want to I mean I would have done the same thing. It's like, I ain't saying shit. They're going to think I'm crazy. Yeah. So he, he said, he stated, the co-worker said that he hated to work there and was already asking to be sent <laughs> somewhere else. He told me about the noises he heard and how he sees shadows running around and believe the place is haunted. I prepared. Pretended to be, uh, that was the first time he had heard anything like that. And he left and went home that he worked, uh, Aiden said he worked at the winery for a couple more weeks. And, uh, then his employee got a job site at some other facility close to where he lived. And he went and worked there. Uh, unfortunately, uh, sorry to hear about Aiden. I appreciate the story, but it says, uh, and may yet start dialysis or something like that from having some issues. I hope everything on that works out for you uh, well, because yeah, I, I can't imagine. Man. But uh, this, this winery, I don't blame you. I mean, that's some freaky shit. I, I When I was in college, I went to college to be a, a mortician, okay? Yeah, Miss yes, well, Freebird I, just looked. I, I, I don't know if she knew that or not, but she's in this I, I would. It,
1: I would expect that they would have a lot of shadows in the uh, area that you would. Well, study I was working at a funeral home yeah. in
0: in you know, an uh, older part of New Orleans area at the time, that and was, I actually yeah. called the sheriff's office. I worked an overnight shift by myself. I actually called the sheriff's officer one time because it sounded it sounded like somebody was in this damn building with old wood floors stomping around. I called the cops. They showed up. They searched the whole entire thing and didn't find nobody. And I'm not shitting you. I'm not lying. Ten minutes after they left, something was fucking stomping around in there again. Scared the living shit out of me. I just locked the door to the office that I was in. I mean, thinking of it now, I don't know how good of a locked door is going to do. If it's a ghost, pretty sure they could just go through the walls. But at the time... Marie uh, Marie Laveau
1: me. would have would have really jacked you up,
0: especially being down in New Orleans. Uh, it, it freaks. I can understand this dude. They have some, you know, if they're in a winery, this ghost I don't know is. How many this, this ghost would be was, in a winery. Well, you don't know. He could be a drunk ghost. That's why he kept fucking with Aiden. The ghost was drunk, and he's like, uh huh. Well, you were studying to be a mortician.
1: Uh, Miss Freebird used to work in the morgue. Did you? And she always tried to get me to go down there, and that was a not no, but hell no. I tried. I, I got close to the door to the morgue one time. I, I was about 10 feet away, and you could smell the morgue. And I said, I, if it smells like this, I don't know. She finally got me to go, I think, within about five feet inside the door. Is this percent. where
0: they were doing autopsies at? Or? Yeah. The way See, they, I, actually, I used to actually embalm people, so.
1: Yeah, I I would say that that brings a lot more shadows.
0: And It was actually a really good job because, you know, in law enforcement, I get people complaining on me all the time. The people I was dealing with at the funeral home, none of the people I dealt with ever complained on me once. I'm just (laughs) saying that they did. I mean, not one time. but I tell you what, since we're talking about, you know, Aiden brought up about the spooky stuff, this have to do with my law enforcement, but it's my chronicles, so I'm going to say this, when I was working at the funeral home, and uh, we had two tables in there, uh, they had another guy on one table, and I was working on the subject on another table, and after a while, you know, rigor mortis sets in and stuff like that, well, we got to embalm them and get the hands right and everything else, well... I- this was a guy, and I'm sitting there, and I'm talking to this other guy, and I'm working the rigor mortis out this guy's hand. So my hand's in between his fingers, you know. I'm working the rigor mortis trying to get – because rigor mortis, all it is is your your muscles are tensing and tightening up due to you being dead. <laughs> but so I'm working it out because you can work, work them back loose.
1: Okay. And uh, I'm
0: working it out. And I thought I had gotten the rigor mortis out. And I forget what we were talking about, but I stopped for a second, and I said something to that guy, and obviously I didn't get all the rigor mortis out because the dude's hand kind of clamped back down on mine when I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. I probably jumped back about 10 friggin' feet. This guy felt like he grabbed my fucking hand. Even that. though he didn't grab my hand, it was just a rigor mortis, but it did scare the crap out of me. Just for I a second there. I,
1: I don't even know where to go with this. I'm at a loss of words. Usually, I'm not, but if some dead guy grabbed my hand, I would just <laughs> flat out just freak the shit out. I don't think I. I think that might be the last night.
0: The last night I worked there. Well, when I first started, like a reserve and, and stuff, and right when I first started, they had a there was a certain cemetery in the parish, which they used to have a big. You might have heard of it. He used to have a. Big, big oak tree there. And they claimed that they had a witch buried in this cemetery. And that if you parked under the tree and killed your car, it wouldn't start. So, of course, me being me at time, of course, I'm working. You are going to try it out. Well, I went there, and my car always freaking started. But I'm going to tell you what, I spent like two hours walking around this damn cemetery at night, because I work night shift, with my flashlight trying to find this damn witch's grave. And I never did find it. I don't know if it was a lie or whatever, but yeah, I, I went there and tried it several times, and it never did work for me.
1: I've been we we've looked for a couple of suspects in the cemetery before, and I de- I wasn't a fan of it. I mean, you you know, you're in there at the middle of the night because I like you said I, I work night shift, so you Know midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and you're in the cemetery. That's not your, your hair will automatically stand up on the back of your neck just for being in the cemetery, thinking that you're going to come across some of the things that you've heard. I, I didn't come across the witch in the tree, thank goodness. I, I didn't know that story, so I'm glad you didn't tell me before.
0: Well, this, this story I'm about to tell you, I just thought of it too. God, when we've like I said, so much stuff is going on, this happened about. I guess about two or three years ago it wasn't that long ago i'm i was uh working on I was working at night in a, with a rookie guy, and we got a call a suspicious person in the cemetery I'm talking it's like midnight which calls in. there was a suspicious person that th- they said they had just left from visiting their recently deceased loved one, and I've seen people do it you know somebody dies, you know. Newly dead, freshly dead, however you want to say it, I don't know, but they they go they they have a hard time, you know, letting go. I guess so. They they spend a lot of time in the cemetery. But this person said they left the cemetery around midnight, and that there were some guys just standing there staring at them, and it creeped them out, and they left. So we go there, me and his rookie guy. He I don't even know if he's been through academy yet. And anyway, we. Walking around the cemetery looking for strange people. We look over, and he's like, there he is right there. And I'm like, where? Right there. I'm looking. Like, don't see him. Where is that? He? He's right there. And he points. I look. And if you stand, I guess if you look just right, it kind of looked like a person standing there. But it was just like one of those statues. It was just a statue standing there. The way the backlight <laughs> hit it and everything, and it was kind of foggy. I guess if you just like looking to me, I mean, if you looked at it hard enough, I guess you could mistake it. But if you paid attention when you pulled in the first place, you'd have noticed that there's a statue right there that you just went by and it's not a person. But the next time. If I wouldn't have been there, I don't know if he'd have shot that damn statue or not, but
1: he, it freaked him out. I'm under the impression that the next time I have to go into a cemetery, I'm going with lights and sirens on and spotlight and every light I have. Every light in the house is on because I'm find, scaring shit off.
0: I just don't find cemeteries creepy. I,
1: well, I wouldn't say that they're creepy. It just isn't my first place to be at, at midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning. I mean, everybody's dead there. Well, uh, supposedly. I mean, you, you just told a well, couple p- of stories well, in, well, pretty in sure. Austin. Is well, it Austin?
0: No, I'm, I'm pretty but, sure uh, they, uh they're not oh, coming Aiden, back. Aiden, Aiden, Aiden just told a story
1: of... Uh, I mean, he wouldn't that's have been a, in the cemetery. But that's a ghost. Well,
0: that, I would be You're talking about more inclined if they would in be the at cemetery? the cemetery then they would be at if, the security office. I think the way ghost stuff works. I mean, I'm not no professional ghost person. But I think if a person dies somewhere or something, that's where their spirit stays and they haunt that area. I don't think they go with the, the body itself. Well, apparently they migrate to the
1: Myrtles. Now, we never have been there, but apparently they stay in the Myrtles quite a bit. How do we
0: know a whole bunch of people didn't die at the
1: Myrtles? They
0: they might have. It was a plantation
1: at one time. I don't know the background. So I I don't think, I I never have been there because I hadn't wanted to experience it. You ever
0: go to the haunted house they have out here? No. Why? You want to go?
1: No, I don't. uh, I'm not particularly a fan. I love haunted houses. Well, I mean, they're nice, and, you know, some of the ideas that they come up with are great, but I don't want people scaring the shit out of me when I'm, like, just walking through a, a hall, and they come out with some loud-ass, I hate loud-ass noises, so they, they want to scare the shit out of you with loud-ass noises. Well, that, that just pisses me off. I love haunted house. I love special
0: oh, effects. Like Bam, bam, the first I time she my was, shit in a haunted house. Bam, first time we went, she thought, you know, well, I'm going to see him jump sheets, like, she's. Like, you suck. You suck so bad in this haunted house. I'm like, why? Because <laughs> I love special effects. At one point, she turned around and said, Where are you going? I went back into one room because it was so cool looking. Then at one point, we were stuck somewhere it was around the, the supposedly spooky stuff. And that had this zombie lady right there. And she looked at me and said, Stop flirting with the zombies. Because I looked at her and I said, What's up? She went, What's up? So now, <laughs> then, well, so then she well- did leave me, though. Bam is extremely scared for some reason of the the fake chainsaw man that has a chainsaw, but there's no blade on the chainsaw. No, it's just loud. But, shit. But it just pisses people she, off. She it's, she she's scared to death of it, and she took off running and just left me because well, I actually had to stop at one point because I was been over laughing so damn hard, standing behind the chainsaw man. But I I, I don't, I'm not jumping. I just love special effects so much. But she's like. I do like the haunted house. It takes me a few minutes to get to
1: the special effects to appreciate it because the loud noise and the other shit gets to me.
0: See, my problem was and you should know. I mean, my SWAT team days and stuff. Even even in haunted houses, I'm still slicing that pie. Yeah. So <laughs> a lot of times, I'll see them before they ever see me.
1: Yeah, yeah. especially
0: if you go to haunted house now. If I, I mean, to- they can't. They can't. Hell, when you go to haunted house house now, the COVID shit, six feet. They can't even get six- stay six feet. Well,
1: <laughs> if, the, if I The go, Goblin got to stay six feet away. If, if, if Miss Freebird wants me to go to the haunted house, I'm bringing she, my flashlights she, that I carry on duty. Shaking I'm going through the neck. haunted house with my flashlights on. Oh, my, I, I want to see mad. the doors that they're going to come out of. So, I, I mean, I want to be able to hold the door closed so they can't come out on me. I think that's what I've thought about when they go to bust out the door and it just gets stuck and they can't, you know, they just ram their face into the door. That, that would be, I would love a haunted house. Then.
0: I none, of I, none of, none of our friends like haunted house. Only,
1: the only store that I've ever, and I, I mentioned that to you earlier that I've ever come across is nothing, uh, uh you know, shadows is as much as Aiden had, had, had mentioned. I, I've only seen back in my FTO days, uh, in the middle of the night and then of course you know all these stories seem to gather around the middle of the night time frame but uh it was midnight one o'clock in the morning and we were me and my i'm driving and my fto is is riding in the passenger seat he's just getting chauffeured around and we come around a corner and our headlights would come up to a stop sign and there's a black blob that just kind of went across the road and i thought hell you know it's, it's one o'clock in the morning, and hell, I th- I'm thinking, you know, Bigfoot. Sasquatch or, you know, the Yeti. <laughs> the
0: and Rougarou. I, I'm like,
1: no, I know. I know he didn't see it. it. Must be, I must be tired. Yeah. The Rougarou. The Rougarou, yes. It's Louisiana uh,
0: Bigfoot, I guess. I don't know. Just, so
1: I'm thinking he didn't <laughs> see it. You know, I'm thinking I, I'm just tired. I'm you know, seeing things. So after about 30, 45 seconds went by, I, I did ask. I said, hey, did you happen to see it? Did that go across the road? He said, hell, yeah. He said, I thought I was the only one that saw it. <laughs> so it, uh, it, it shocked both of us. Now, what the hell it was, I don't know. We never seen anything like it uh, as many times that I FTO'd with him. But uh, uh, it, it was an eye-opener for me because it, it was not just a shadow of the headlights that went across the road. So Rougarou, best watch.
0: A, might have been the ghost of an escaped convict. He just like still running.
1: It, it could have been, but we we sure, Aiden had the
0: drunk ghost.
1: We sure as hell wasn't gonna be chasing if it was. It's a convict just gonna have to just keep running. It was dead, it's uh right. it just a no, ghost. Like Door the Explorer. Just keep swimming and just keep running and running because we're not
0: we're not chasing you. I don't watch Doors, I have no I have no yeah. idea what you're talking about. Well, great <laughs> Grandkids and kids. I got my grandkids are still in the Paw Patrol. Hadn't canceled it yet, even though they tried. We, we uh, being grandparents, being
1: uh, newly grandparents, we have a four-year-old yeah. grandson. He is, uh, what, that was about two years ago that we brought him to Paw Patrol. And now that you mentioned it, we, we didn't know a damn thing about Paw Patrol. And for anybody listening, uh, we, we were newly Paw Patrol, just even to the word Paw Patrol. We didn't know what the hell it was.
0: It's the most ridiculous thing. So <laughs> we
1: brought him to the, the live show of Paw Patrol. So, of course, Paw, Paw Patrol, ice. You know, of course, uh, Paw Patrol Freebird said, hey, we're going to get us front row tickets. Well, I mean, I that was a mistake because we're in the middle of all these parents And, uh, you know, first how this Paw Patrol adventure started, we get to the cotton candy station and I'm like, man, this is going to be great. you know, he, we we asked him if he wanted cotton candy and he's like, yeah, Yeah, sugar up the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, we were, we figured it'd be for Paw Patrol that he wouldn't fall asleep and then we could just bring him home to the parents at our, to our son. So we're like, yeah, it's going to be good. So you want cotton candy? Yes. So the lady hands me a little fire hat and she said, that'd be $20 for cotton candy. And I was like. Are you kidding me for cotton candy? She said, yeah, but it comes with a plastic hat. I said, that thing costs 50 cents to make. <laughs> so we need $20. I had to give a $20 bill for cotton candy.
0: There so probably course, wasn't even a lot of cotton candy. No, it's no, it was the, just
1: a regular size or the, probably the downsized version of cotton candy. Now, Not what you used to see at the fair. So our grandson takes the, the first bite of cotton candy and spits it out. Well, I don't eat cotton candy.
0: Miss we, rebirth
1: don't eat cotton candy. Oh, I love cotton candy. So we try to give him the second bite, and he said, "Ah, spits that out." So twenty dollars just went in at the waste because no, I threw cotton candy away. You got a, you got a plastic hat. I got a plastic hat. A, so like, a oh, a fireman was wearing, hat. I'm telling you, he was wearing <laughs> a damn fire hat, too. So we get into Paw Patrol. Of course, we're on the second row, and uh, you know Paw Patrol's going on, and then like the whole amphitheater is screaming. Stuff that we've never heard of. <laughs> he's screaming stuff. All the parents. Now, we're grandparents. And, then, you know, the lady at the cotton candy counter was like, oh, look, mom and dad. We're like, hell no. This is with grandparents. We don't know shit. <laughs> we know cotton candy, what the price used to be, and it wasn't $20. Shit. <laughs> it's still totally so, $20. Yeah, I'm telling. So we, we're looking at Paw Patrol, and, of course, he, you know, the the, the police and the firemen, he's all about, and the uh, Whatever they're called. We don't even know what the hell they're called.
0: You got Chase.
1: Yeah, Chase is the policeman,
0: right? uh, I think Chase Chase is the, the cop one. Marshall's the fireman. Marshall's the fireman. And I know Rubble Rubble on it doubles the little construction one because that's our granddaughter's favorite one. But they, Sky they're doing, is the pink one they, that flies. We don't. And they so got, the, no they got the green one. I don't know what his they, name is, but I think that's the recycled dog or something. Zoomer. We have no idea. I have no idea. But they're doing,
1: they're doing this interactive show, and, and they would get to a point where just everybody in the little theater is screaming. The parents. The parents are jumping up like it was, I'm telling you, <laughs> like it was a revival. They, the parents are jumping up, and they're screaming and hollering, they're throwing their hands up. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on? Because we didn't have a clue. We're just sitting there dumbfounded. So that was our first experience with Paw Patrol. managing. brought it up.
0: Uh, my kids uh went to i remember barney barney the purple dinosaur oh, yeah. i love you you love me we're a dysfunctional family <laughs> my son was like that's not the words i said you'll understand one day son you'll <laughs> yeah. understand one day <laughs> well he was a barney fanatic you know you can still find it on youtube that showed the granddaughter <laughs> that day and because i don't know where she learned it uh bam picked her up from daycare and on the way home she kept she kept saying uh she wanted to listen to she wanted to listen to the dragon and of course you know we're old shouldn't Pam's yeah. like, what, you want the puff the magic dragon? <laughs> she's like, that's no. 40 years ago. <laughs> she's like, that's the only dragon I freaking know. It's her, too. She's like, she know no, the dragon dragon. Well, you know which song she was talking about, huh? You've heard of Sugar Boom Boom? I know you've heard it on TikTok and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm I chasing know. dragons. No, I, I Where did our three year old granddaughter, and then start singing all the words to it? So we asked her mom, it's like, she's like, She's like, I don't even listen to that song. So we don't know what's. I mean, I don't know what they're listening to at daycare now, or <laughs> what. But she's chasing dragons.
1: <laughs> dragons. So, so she wasn't talking about Barney. She was no wasn't uh,
0: Barney. He's a dinosaur. Okay. And he's also he's really extinct now. You got to watch him on reruns. But no. Uh, but no. Well. But she but she wanted to chase 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 some dragons. Well, our uh, our
1: our experience with Paw Patrol, because our grandson wanted everything Paw Patrol. And we're like, you know, that, that's how we first got it you know, introduced to us. So we, we're trying to figure we it had all that out. Yeah, that and but, trolls. So now, <laughs> now well, the way everything is, everybody wants to bash the police Paw Patrol. They want to just in Paw Patrol because they want to. Because it's got a cop dog. Yeah, because it, it's a cop.
0: It's dog. animated dogs and dogs that talk people. So, I mean, I, I mean, it's not real. It's just a little animated. It's, it's not real. I'm telling you. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Yeah. Well, apparently, <laughs> apparently when we went
1: to the show, I thought it was real because everybody else did. Well, it's hell, real people it's, in costumes. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> did you know that, Miss Freebird? None of those characters. There wasn't any talking dogs, really.
0: <laughs> no talking dogs. Damn it. So we're going to take a well, quick break. And I'm going to be right back. I take a a break for the cause over here. Hold up. Stop. What is that shit? Yes, that's better. Perfectly dysfunctional. One messed up crazy family. Having conversations about who knows what. Go check out the Perfectly Dysfunctional podcast. If you want to laugh or just be totally freaked out because there's some, you never know what's going to come out those people's mouths at all.
1: <laughs> I've listened to it several times. It's pretty entertaining.
0: <laughs> yes. I, 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 it makes me laugh my butt off a lot. Of course, I don't get offended very easily. So what? Just, I don't get offended easily. Yeah, or, or give warnings easily. <laughs> either, either or, or yes, either. correct. I know
1: we, uh, in the last segment, we talked a little bit about Paw Patrol. Um, have you ever come across pigs that you had to deal with? I know you come across a little bit of Actually,
0: cattle. I have. I've got one. It wasn't a pig. <laughs> it was, uh, even though I got called to, these people said they, they uh, believe they said they caught a pot-bellied pig in their yard and they put it in their backyard in case the owners came to look for it. So I go back there. I mean, I grew up in the country. We had, uh, you know, I grew up raising cows, chickens, hogs, all that stuff. We raised all our own meat and stuff. Hell, when I was, you know, 10, 11 years old, we would jump on the cows and bulls backs and take off, you know, see how, how, how long we could hold on for. But anyway, so I walk in these people. They say, I said, "Where's it at?" And they said, "The pig's in the backyard." So I walk in their backyard. Yeah, well, the pig was back there. It, it just wasn't a normal pig. A normal pig? No. It was. It was a, a wild boar. <laughs> with with about three and a half inch tusk on it. Yeah, that's not a potbelly pig. <laughs> I've seen potbelly pigs, and they don't look like that. no. And when I got back there, this, uh, it wasn't happy. Yeah. Well, He's probably probably tore up a few things. My time. ass, it came after me. Well, I went over a chain link fence probably faster than I have ever done in my entire life. <laughs> went over the top of any fence. I know those guys were looking for your ass. From that. This, and they were like, well, we knew he got mad. I'm like, lady, this is a wild boar. <laughs> Just just let it go or have somebody come over here that you know and put it down and y'all can eat it or something. But I haven't, because. How the hell did they get the thing right? I have no, I didn't ask them because I was breathing Round pretty heavy hell. after I went over this chain link fence. I, and I was quite impressed with myself because I didn't even tear my uniform. So,
1: but, and that's pretty good for a chain link fence. Yes.
0: But it's like, I don't know how they got it in there, but it's like they, yeah, they, they captured a. <laughs> Freaking board with, board, yes, with yeah. tusks going. I'm like, you didn't see those big, you know, tusks Man, coming yeah. off of it? I'm sure they've heard
1: stories about people getting ripped up on those things. So. Yeah, they'll tear you up. You
0: the, can,
1: the only pig that I've had to come across, we, we had a call one night that uh, a guy had a pig cornered. He was standing on his porch it was in the trailer park, standing on his porch with a shotgun. And, it, of course, the dispatch trying to get him to put the gun up. And he said, hell no. I have my grandkids here, and if this pig tries to attack me, I'm killing this son of a bitch. So, <laughs> I said, you know, and I wasn't but a couple of miles down the road when the call came out. So I, I, uh, I said, this is one for the ages. I've got to go see this. So I pull, I pull up to the to the call, and uh, by the time when I pull up, sure as hell, the guy standing on his porch with a shotgun, and uh, he said, hey man, be careful. A damn pig is underneath my porch, so he didn't have the porch covered, so it was just, uh, you know, just open. He said that some bitch that's done tore up everything. He said it threw my, my propane bottles around, <coughs> threw my propane bottles around. And he said it scattered all my cans. He said that some bitch underneath there. So I kind of looked under the porch with my flashlight, and it looked like a Shetland pony. Underneath this porch, this son was huge, he was 250 pounds. No, the hog, yeah, it was somebody's pet hog, pet pig, apparently. And the damn thing starts coming at me. And I'm, you know, my first experience with a pig this big, I've, I've seen some smaller pigs, but this damn thing was huge. Like I said, it looked like a small Shetland pony, so it's coming at me, and I'm about to, you know, kick the thing right in the snout. But by the time I see it, I, there's this guy walking by on the road. And uh, he says, hey, man. So I turn and look at him. He said, oh, that's my friend's pig. <laughs> I said, well, where's your friend? He said, he, he lives down the road. I said, well, you need to go get your friend.
0: You got a frog in your throat? <laughs> <laughs> Free bird is choking to death over here and even though he's my good friend and I, I like him and all I'm not gonna do mouth to mouth on him. We're just gonna have to I don't know. I got choked up certainly I got
1: choked up on the story. Recalling recalling the pig, long lost pig that I had scared seen. him.
0: <laughs> Hope he ain't got the wrong you ain't got the Ronin, do you? No, no,
1: no. <laughs> I hadn't been around anybody. Well, we've been out to California, but I got they t- make you wear masks yeah. everywhere.
0: Uh, I got some rice arona in there, the San Francisco <laughs> treat.
1: <laughs> yeah, apparently it, it, this uh, whole story is choking me up. I hadn't told it in a long time. But like I said, uh, and this guy's walking by, and he's like, Hey, it's my friend's pig. And so I said, Well, where's your friend? And he said, He's down the road. I said, You need to go get your friend and bring him back over here and come get this pig. Well, we're, we're trying to hold him at bay, so he comes back, and it had been raining, so it, it's muddy, this pig's full of mud, there's cans everywhere, because apparently this guy had been collecting cans, and he was smashing them, and had them in a 55-gallon barrel. Well, apparently this pig... He was a
0: recycler.
1: Yes, he was a <laughs> avid recycler, so apparently this pig took it upon himself to knock, the, <laughs> to knock this barrel over, and there's <laughs> cans uh, everywhere. And I said, look, y'all need to get the pig, pick all of this mess up, and take the pig back. Well... This owner didn't speak English, uh, you know. He has the. It hey, has my friend's pig, you know. His friend did.
0: Is that your Hispanic? That was accent? my. Yeah, that was my accent. <laughs> I don't. It. I don't know how it come over. But oh, oh my! Oh, when I try to do a different culture's voice, I, they all come out Asian sounding. So I just quit. So. No, that that's my my best rendition of how the
1: the call <laughs> went down. So they try to grab this pig. and, Of course, he's squealing he just squealing up a storm they grabbed a hold to They're a 200 to, pound hug. he's trying to grab him by the shoulders and head and pull the pig and of course this pig's locked in the mud in the in the grass and everything else and they, they sure as hell wasn't coming so that they, they resorted to barrel hugging this 250 pound pig so they got him picked up barrel hugged and this thing is squealing up a storm yeah. So the only thing I can do was this is, you know, thinking to myself, this is ironic, you know, uh, you know how people think of, of the police, <laughs> and damn pigs. So I, I keyed up on the radio and just left it silent for a minute while the pig was squealing on the radio. So I figured that would be a little bit of ironic communication back to dispatch that we. So uh, dispatch, <laughs> dispatch had to ask me if we were code four. Because they heard the pig squealing, so I they thought maybe maybe I <laughs> thought, thought it was you. They thought the pig was being murdered <laughs> over the radio. So it was okay. They they uh, long story short, they they did take the pig home and put him back in his, his pen. But the son of a bitch looked like a Shetland pony. It was that big.
0: That's a I wanted to buy uh, about a couple years ago. I wanted to buy a piglet because you can buy a baby piglet for like forty bucks if you feed them up good in about nine months you can bring them to the slaughterhouse and get a lot of meat off of them well bam informed me that we do not eat our pets even though i was just gonna name him bacon (laughs) so i didn't buy the damn pig because i'm not gonna buy a pig and just feed it for the rest of his life and not eat him
1: well let's I would guess if you got attached to him, it'd be kind of hard to slaughter him. I never did have cattle. We, we,
0: we, I grew up raising cattle, and my parents were like, we would bottle feed these calves when we got them. They were so young; they were still in a bottle. So we'd bottle feed these calves, and we named them, but we always named them like steak, hamburger, <laughs> ribeye. That was the name of these cows or bulls, or everyone. Most of them were bulls, but oh yeah. We did that. We we actually had a brimmer boy one time. And this. Yeah, something <laughs> that was mean, wasn't it? God, well, we, I was so happy when we finally got him loaded in that trailer and took him to the slaughterhouse. That was the happiest day. Of my, cause I used to have to go cut the field. I, I, oh, I it,
1: bet it, you he chased your ass all
0: over. The only the thing this this boy was scared of was this red long, push lawnmower frame. <laughs> it didn't even have. And, he was, and it was red, too, for so it was weird. You don't see the red cape and stuff. It didn't have an engine on it. It was just the body with the wheels. And that's the only way you could go out there.
1: You had to drag that damn You had bones to push
0: this damn broken <laughs> lawnmower around because this son of a bitch would come after you. He, I mean, the last time he, he went through the barbed wire fence, just ran through it, took four horses to drag him back because he refused to walk, broke one of his horns. We just loaded his ass up, and we... Ate that? We ate that son of a bitch. I was so happy to get rid of him.
1: <laughs> Sound like a little bit of bodacious oh, drama. Oh, he—he
0: is—he oh, he was gorgeous, but mean. Oh, he was so mean. I must tell you about this one. I yeah, did. I don't
1: know about the pot belly pig. It'd be like Charlotte's Web. You trying to? But I mean, I could care less we, about a spider. But we—you uh, we, know—we know. used to raise
0: our own hogs up too, and just have them slaughtered and eat them. Just I don't know. We just knew they were food. Even we got them when they were little, you know. I mean, we just knew, like the 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 bulls, the the cattle we had. We fed them with bottles and stuff, and petted them, and tried to ride them, and all that stuff like that. But we knew from the get go, whenever they could, we brought them home, that we were, were going, going to, to eat them. We were going to be eating them that at must have been, some point. That must have been the foundation of your mortician years. No, I mean this started when I was like eight, nine years old. I mean, we just knew that that was our the food. You could pet them, you could love on them all you wanted, but one day you are going to eat him. Well, I, you know that there's a lot of people that raise cattle, and
1: there's a lot of tragic accidents that happen from cattle on the highway. Mm-hmm. I know you've probably worked several, several uh, cattle, horses, uh, horses, deer. Uh, I, I did come across. One night, uh, we, we got a call that there was a the car just off in the woods. So <clears throat> myself and State and uh, several other uh, officers had got to the scene. <clears throat> this guy, his whole car was ripped off. The whole, the whole top was ripped off at the pillars. There was no top, and the guy was uh, deceased, and he had run into a tree. So we, we we're kind of backtracking to figure out what the Retreat hell happened didn't take the roof no, of that car off. no no the roof didn't take the the car off but we got to backtracking to figure out what the hell happened you can see where he ran off the road and uh, approximately about 500 yards back you could see where the car had trailed off the road at there's a horse laying on the road oh, yeah. and it was like at two o'clock in the morning and and this guy uh, apparently had gotten off at work um, I don't know if I can say where he worked at. It was a local uh, restaurant uh, that serves hamburgers. And, and he was a manager and had gotten off uh, work. And I guess going down this uh, two-lane road, uh, it's, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and there there's not a damn thing around. There's no lights. It's just a two-lane, you know, highway. And you're not paying attention. Uh, there's apparently... What had happened was a damn horse is standing in the middle of the roadway at, at two o'clock in the morning, and he the horse was big enough that he clipped the legs. The horse went through the windshield, Jesus. ripped the whole roof off of the car because the, the roof of the car was laying about 20 yards from the horse. That dude was hauling ass. It, well, he, he, yeah,
0: that dude had to be, but you don't
1: expect if there's nothing around, you know. I, at two o'clock in the morning, ain't nobody around. What the hell? If you is live in happen, this. You know? Live in this
0: kind of area, you ought to always but suspect there might be some type of wildlife in the road. It. I have never seen the whole top of a car ripped, and it had
1: it had crunched the top up, but ripped it clean off at the pillars, and was laying on the road. And I guess the horse coming through the windshield must have compressed him yeah, into the th- seat, killed him, killed him instantly, him, yeah. and then hit the car just drifted. You know until it just ran off the roadway and then finally went off and hit the tree in the in the woods I, didn't, I i've I' like, have never seen any the top of a car ripped off
0: from a from an animal I had uh worked at a crash one time with horse people horse had gotten out and this was on state road These people come around the curve hit the horse they the the drivers of the car didn't die they were severely injured, but when I got there the Poor horse was. When they said the horses are so tall, he clipped the legs. Well, the horse came into the windshield on top of them. Well, of course, the horse was dead, and the people probably wished they were because they were like, I don't think they died, but they were in like critical at the time yeah. with this horse on there. So just watch out for that livestock. Now, I got a story here I want to tell off subject from what we've been talking about, but I was out working. And this one is I pulled these two ladies over. She was doing 73 to 60. Um, I go up, make my approach as usual, your side. I'm on the interstate area. And she looks at me and says, please, 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 please. Don't give me a ticket. And I said, why would I not give you a ticket? And she's like, I'm on my way to Waco, Texas. I said, so. I shouldn't give you a ticket because you're on your way to Waco, Texas. Waco. And I, I do realize I said it differently. It's just
1: more funny nah, It's, just, it's, <laughs> just, your, it's uh, just yeah, your southern. It's southern, just that uh, that
0: Waco, Texas. Yeah. And I said well, what's that got to do southern with southern accent? She, she said She said she is uh going to meet a tutor to be tutored in in uh stats. She's going she's working on getting her master's degree. And she said, I am 45 years old, and I can't just work that calculator, and I'm trying to do this stuff to get my masters, and it making me cry, and all that stuff like that. I'm like, well, first of all, if you're 45, why worry about getting your masters now? And it was something, she she doing something with the healthcare, uh, and hospice and stuff like that, and me being me, of course, I'm like, well, if you're worried about stats and you're working for hospice, I said I already got the answer for you. <laughs> I said, "A hundred percent of your patients die in hospice."
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, that's why you're in hospice, because you're on your you're deathbed. On the phase, yes. Yeah, I mean, my mom was on hospice, and the the hospice that she used was phenomenal. But I mean, it's just fun. I mean, every, if you get on put on hospice, you're just like, oh shit! I don't know yeah, anybody that comes it's off. It's not going to be a, an extended stay. Anyway, she's like, she's she was going driving all the way to Texas, to Waco, Texas, to get tutored by this woman, and she said it was thirty dollars an hour because she's having a real hard time with this class, and it makes her cry and everything like that. But they had an, another lady with her. <laughs> Looked at her. Well, she says. She, She used to be a nurse. She's a nail in the real estate. And uh, she said she was just kind of tagging along because her daughter was in college up there and she was going to visit her daughter and the lady that was driving said she can only drive for like so many hours and she can't drive no more than that. So So she was going to
1: fit fit that whole
0: mileage to Waco in those certain amount of hours, I guess then. No, but the other lady could drive too and it helped keep her awake. But anyway, she was like, Begging me, Why? we went back and forth for a while. See, they were both quite funny, especially the driver lady with her stats and stuff. Because I, I just gave her a hard time, and I did give her a break, not write her a ticket. That's the second time, I've yes, heard of this in the same day, two or oh, one was day, in same- a two, a two, twofer. And uh, I did tell her, I said, Look, I I'm probably gonna talk about you on my podcast. She says, what's your podcast? Well, I gave her the name of Murder Cop Chronicles. I said, look. I said, I, you know how you can look at some people? I'm like, look. I, I said, you can listen to it, but uh, if you don't like a explicit or vulgar or potty mouth, I'm probably not going to like it much. Well, I think we've done but pretty good. I told, her, good, so I I told her that I would do my she best, be believe it or not, on this episode. But since I was talking about her, she wanted to listen to me talk about i stop on the episode that I would do my best. I know I have said some cuss words, but I think on this episode, I have kept it down to a bare minimum.
1: Well, it's just like the warnings that you give. There's hardly few and far yes. in between, and so, ma'am, cuss words have been few and far in between. Ma'am,
0: I, I don't even think I looked at a driver's license. but Ma'am, oh, I, I hope you to listen me. to it. I kept it way cleaner than usual. Like I said, this guy right here has known me for a long time, and you're one of the few and far in betweens. <laughs> I hope that if you are listening, I hope the tutoring went well. And and she said the girl tutoring was only like 20 years old. So she's like 45 years old. Oh, and the passenger did say that she had like a, her daughter kept texting her. And she was like, because me and the passenger, I think around the same age, close to it. And she's like, I said, your daughter, I said she was looking for something. She said her daughter was fourteen. I said, "God bless your soul." I said, "If we're the same age, I said I, I could not have a fourteen-year-old at home. I don't have the patience for that no more." But if y'all do listen, so she could. Where was she from? Baton Rouge. They were so from the Baton Rouge area. From Baton
1: Rouge, couldn't find any other statistician or. <sighs> See, I can't uh, say
0: that word. That's why I said stats. I screw it statistician up.
1: Statistician other than Waco. 'Cause Dang. I would be skeptical, you know, I don't know. All, that, all we associate but, with Waco is the crazy compound that, that, that we did back Yeah, you that you know, that's that the thing.
0: Making. But that's where she was going. I hope I hope that you're uh if you are listening, I hope the it was worth the thirty dollars an hour and an eight hour drive. Uh and you get well, your master's degree.
1: Well Miss uh we'll Miss Waco, all I don't I didn't Tell have a how personal lucky interaction. She is. Yeah, you're very lucky. <laughs> And all I can say, because I'm a formula guy. I'm not a statistician, but I'm a formula guy. And uh, Speed equals distance times the time. That's oh, that I was, was
0: going to ask if you were on the Gerber formula or the lactose formula. No, no, formula. not the lactose
1: formula. <laughs> that's, that's the only formula I can remember. Speed equals distance times the time. R E E equals MC. Spirit. I
0: don't know. She showed me the book of stuff she had, and I was just like looking. I was like, look, you know. I, I'll be the first one to admit they, they offered me a long time ago if I wanted to go to a crash reconstruction school and. My comment was, M, do you just really want to waste your money because it's like a lot of math. And I had to take algebra twice in school. And I'm just not real good. When you put letters in with the numbers, it's just the crap don't work out well for me. But she did show me stuff, and there's a lot of square root stuff. And I'm like, I just don't understand why they were making this poor lady take this stats class for the job she does with some kind of uh, government health care. So She did something with health care. I'm not sure. But she did mention... The, uh, the hospice she was looking at is actually the one that was uh, helped my mom out, which would which they were phenomenal. But here's a shout-out. Like I said, I would kind of keep the cussing down if you do listen. I'm surprised send me an email on it and let me know you listen.
1: Um, uh, yeah, Miss Waco is really lucky because I'm surprised that you had two in one day of warning because yes. I've never heard of that.
0: And this one here, this story here, <laughs> it, I didn't – this was not my call. I was out and I heard them dispatch this to somebody else, but it's too good not to talk about. I heard this heard heard.
1: Heard it? I
0: heard it. I almost you heard I, it, you heard blip, it.
1: Yeah, my grandpa used to say, <laughs> I heard it.
0: And uh anyway, dispatch, you know, comes across the they dispatch a, a uniform unit. And, uh, there was a eighteen wheeler driver on the interstate. Oh and the caller stated that he was uh, fondling himself, <laughs> going down the interstate, and thinking, "How in the hell does somebody see this dude up an eighteen wheeler playing with his wing?" And I'm like, "But then they say that the the other person that called was also in an eighteen wheeler, a female that saw him doing this." Of course, the unit goes out there and says, look, people. When when y'all call and complain on somebody. Driving a certain way on the interstate, especially if you're driving fast and reckless, if that if you don't happen to have a unit right then the right there close, the chances of us catching them are are slim to none for the simple fact that I mean, if somebody's doing 80, 90 miles an hour, I mean, and I'm five miles away before I even get to the that area, they're gone. They're gone. Anyway, the unit did go back to patrol. They didn't find them. They called the other troop. From another parish.
1: He was going he was still driving down the road. Right? Yeah, he was he mobile
0: kidding. while he was pleasuring himself. First thing I only thing I thought was it's like well, I'm glad I didn't get that call and find that dude. Yeah. I mean he could have it might have
1: been a naked call that yeah, That's Yeah, that's not the naked
0: call. I mean, he could have jackknifed the truck <laughs> or it had been a yeah. sticky situation, or they could have just got him coming off coming of off the, the off interstate. interstate. All those puns are intended. That's what I thought, right that, you originally, he,
1: that he was coming on. Yeah, Wednesday he was. At the time that it was reported.
0: It's like, Lord, I, I don't I know about some people, but, I mean, if he, he he's an 18 I'm sure it had a sleeper on it. I mean, if he needed it that bad, he could have just, like, pulled on his shoulder, rubbed you, one out, and been done with
1: it. You, you figured that if uh, he – was doing that, that he wasn't going to let either another 18-wheeler pass him or he pass another 18-wheeler. You, you, you would figure that, just like they say, they can see down into vehicles, uh, another 18-wheeler driver uh,
0: would have been able to see. Yeah, well, she saw it, and I guess she didn't like what she he saw. Must have,
1: he must have done something other to her. He must have not have looked to her caliber, or he gave her the the tongue, you know, you know, flapping out of his mouth or something. <sighs> something
0: other than. They got some people that will do some strange <laughs> shit out in this world that I just don't get. It might be some of the 18-water drivers that's
1: causing shit around our area on the bridge. And, uh hell, we we came back. What was that, yesterday? We came back from out of town and had shit on the on the bridge, on the Mississippi River Bridge. Tied up. It took us,
0: I guess, 25 minutes to get through. Oh, there's, there's always stuff out there. I drive back and forth across that thing to go to I work. Some days it's a nice quick ride, and then other days it's like. I know you. I like know the other day I came, I came through, and it's like, I called bam, I'm like. I didn't I didn't have an alert that there was a crash or anything, and there was just about six miles of traffic for no reason. There was no crash or nothing. It was just. No reason, of course. You know, you could take one one idiot can cause a traffic jam. Just one idiot.
1: There was a there was a wreck on the uh, I would say the westbound side, uh, right around the Tiger Truck Stop. They were burning the cane fields, uh, and I don't know if somebody just got freaked out over that because of, there was heavy smoke and there was uh, supposedly a wreck. You could see that like a line of red on the maps on the westbound side, but apparently when was that a wreck. wave at. Ways or uh, yeah, on the ways. You got it, that? Apparently one? it was uh clustered on that side that somebody
0: got in a wreck because they were freaked out over the cane field burning. I think it's funny. They think you know they put that on there. You know somebody can go over there and push on it and say that they're not there anymore. Yeah, but like, they don't like, do that. Like when the cop has the Waze app and can remove himself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, so he's not here. Yeah. He's not here, yeah, and yeah. still sitting
0: there. I don't care, you know. You, got, you to people with y'all's little app, y'all can put that shit in there all day long. I can, I'm, I'm still that. writing tickets all day long on there. So you do what you got to do. Popped the guy the other day. He had a radar detector.
1: You know, that I've just let
0: you know that you're getting ready to get pulled over.
1: I've got a. <laughs> I, you know, I try to tell my
0: son-in-law that. I'm like,
1: you dumbass. By the time this thing goes off, you're already
0: hit. Now. Granted,
1: yeah. It, if I'm it, running it a hot on. radar
0: driving around, like if I'm on my motor, I'm riding around, and when I say hot radar, that means I just have the radar on, and it's Giving, being in use. It's throwing a signal out. Yep. But if I'm actually sitting out running stationary somewhere, no. I got it in standby because when you click the – well, use them with a the LIDAR, and it's not going to put out a signal until I actually hit you with it. Yeah. And at that point, it's too late.
1: Yeah, once you're hit, you're hit. It don't matter if it – that thing beeps and it's full lit up or I, I try to tell them that because this is, I have come across a lot of people that, that I have pulled over I'm like hey how's your radar detector working
0: <laughs> I'll ask them all the time <laughs> did it work good for you helped you out all the time because the Iceman is out there like this none, I'm making money and I'm having fun with my That's me.
1: I'm gonna have to get that from you so I can have it as a ringtone.
0: It's <laughs> a, a whole song. That We're would just be gonna great to off tone. of it right there. Yes, I'm out there making money, having fun with my lidar gun, actually, <laughs> which is way more accurate and better. I actually pulled a guy over uh, doing 67 and a 55. He was okay. Normal, 12 no,
1: over, I'd, no, a, I'd have let him go, I think.
0: You probably would have,
1: but I would. that's me.
0: Anyway, he wrote him his ticket. But you got to understand, this area I was writing tickets in, I had just, we had just worked a crash in for a dude doing 80-plus miles an hour that somehow, some way, nobody died because people should have died in this crash. So I went and worked this area because, obviously, people are driving like idiots. And but the, the total traffic stop was I don't like to use that word routine. Say nothing routine about any of it, but it was a normal traffic stop. Nothing out of the ordinary, nothing like that. Bring him his ticket back, you know. Sorry, you know, by signing this, it's not admission guilt. Just that he's going to pay the citation fine or show up on such such court date. So up until that point, it was more The guy looked at me and says, "Well, can I ask you a question?" Sure. Uh, you know that's going to go south. Well, sure you can. You know, because you love getting, you love
1: answering questions. Yeah,
0: especially. When people say there ain't no such thing as a stupid question, well, sometimes well, this is not one of those cases. This is a stupid question. That, that was a stupid person talking to another <laughs> stupid person. He, he looked at out. me and says, well, do you have a – because I was mobile on my motorcycle and turned uh, around and pull. Do you have a, a radar on that motorcycle? I just kind of looked at him for a second. What I, I'll tell you what I said in a second. What I felt when it was going through my head was – No. No, I don't. I just saw your car and just thought, hell, I'm just going to say he's going 67 and 55 and write him a ticket just because I feel like it. just going to make this shit up. (laughs) That's not what I said. That's what I was thinking. I'm surprised you did. I I looked at him and said, well, yes, sir, I do. I actually actually have uh, front and rear antennas that work mobile. They work stationary and I can also use same lane on you, which means if you're coming up behind me at a high rate of speed. I can clock you. Or if you're in front of me, go pulling away from me, I can clock you going away from me also. So I'm covered all the way around right there. I said, okay.
1: So did he have He's a like, secondary question? He
0: just kind of looked at me. I think, I think, I think at this point, the raft face had kicked in. <laughs> yes. Because I, I just looked at him said, okay. He's like, Okay. And he signed his ticket went about his business. But really not I mean, people say, Oh, that wasn't me or, or you were yeah. the only car on the road. You know, yeah. it's like it That was a <laughs> car behind me and there was nobody behind yeah. me. He must have saw that shadow. <laughs> <laughs> this is all I say. Because earlier that morning I go I go I go ten eight at seven o'clock. It's my on duty time. So I'm on my way in. I try to be a little early. It's six forty five in the morning. They dispatch a possible, you know, they dispatched a crash, two vehicle crash, possible severe injuries. This is at six forty-five a.m. So I, I I go ahead and key the radio, go ten eight, and go to the crash. This guy was passing several cars because we have witnesses that write this down. He's passing like four cars. He's he's northbound. They have a car coming southbound. Well, a couple cars coming southbound. But anyway, he's northbound passing. Three or four cars at a high rate of speed. He sees the cars coming at him, and it's like that oh shit factor, pucker kicks in. Well, instead of going back in or slowing down or something, he hits the oncoming cars on the passenger front because he doesn't cross completely over his lane into their lane, onto the shoulder now. And you can see where another car went off the road to avoid it, but they kept going and didn't stop no, we have witnesses saying what he was doing. There's nobody in their right mind driving like that. Well, he shouldn't have been driving since he didn't have a driver's license since 2016. Uh, so that's the guy driving that caused the crash. And then when you're sitting there just getting, I'm like, All right, I need your information. You know, what's wrong with your driver's license? Well, well what happened and then when they start out? And you haven't asked anything. And they say, well, see, what happened was, you know, the reason I went into the other lane stuff because my brake's. My brakes failed, and I had no brakes on the vehicle. I, so I still haven't said anything at this point. No, no yeah, my brakes failed, and I'm not lying. Okay, mm, was, now, I, I still hadn't yeah. said, I still hadn't said anything, so nobody said you were lying. But I, this is what I'm thinking. Yeah, like, I don't know what's wrong with them brakes, and brakes failed, and that's the truth. I, I'm not lying. Look, people. When, when you're telling me a story and you say you're not lying, when nobody's called you a liar, you're lying. Okay. And you're trying to convince me and you're trying to convince yourself that you're not lying. You're lying. Okay. We got four witnesses back there say how you were driving. You're lying. So, but anyway, that was that story. I mean, I take it that <laughs> it, you didn't have the mindset of a warning that <clears throat> day. Actually, I was surprised that I was in the process of working it and. Not one, but two state troopers showed up and said, "Uh, we'll work it if you want to. Hey, I'm not gonna fight with you over it. If you want it, go We're ahead." Have it. So I gave it to the troopers. So I'm pretty sure they they wrote him all kind of tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sure. State police love that, so they I'm yeah. sure they they stroked him. Well, right I'm glad the they case. did. So I mean, it was just I didn't mind doing it, but normally, if they wanted it, they could have it. Normally, uh. I know you've probably worked
1: several hundred hit and runs. Uh, I'd worked one one night where a, a, a truck had hit a car coming out of a parking lot. And I, and I don't work. I don't. I don't get a lot of the uh, like you said. State police will take over uh, state state roads. Um, I, I've worked some wrecks in the past. Uh, this happened to be a hit and run, and I go into the to the store where it happened it happened right on the edge of the road of a of a highway and this little car was actually totaled it was bent up pretty bad from this uh guy had hit a car in a with a three-quarter ton so i go into this store to get uh, some video surveillance and we're looking at it <clears throat> and all i could get was that the guy had come into the store he didn't pay with a credit card so uh, their their camera system wasn't clear enough to see a a plate on it so i uh you know we work how you how you normally do work write the uh, report up uh it's this vehicle and you attach some some pictures to the vehicle and the person driving because he apparently went into the store and paid cash i didn't use a credit card so i have get I, I get the uh video surveillance and uh about seven months later <clears throat> me and mystery bird sitting in a uh, local local establishment you know, having, having uh, adult beverages. Well, we had uh, one adult beverage and, and some food. And I see this guy walk in. And, I, of course, I'm sitting facing the door. And I, I see this guy walk in, and he's wearing the same clothes. It's, you know, like scrubs. <laughs> so that you can't mistake in scrubs. I mean, normally you see somebody in scrubs. Either they got doctor, nurse, something like that. I mean, you just do They just got a... So we, we the, he walks in the door and I'm like "Holy hell." So I'll pull my uh so I'll go uh, kind of recall a little bit of the the pictures I had taken of this suspect. And this guy's wearing the same watch, the same clothes, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is the guy from seven months ago that ran into this car." So, uh, he, he walks in and sits at the bar. So, cause the original person said, oh, this guy smelled like alcohol. He, he was like glassy eyed, <laughs> bloodshot, you know, all, all of the things that we come across. And she's like, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, he smelled really bad of alcohol and that's what he bought when he went in the store. So, uh, so when I see him walk in the front door, he goes straight to the bar and I said, oh, this is my guy. <laughs> So I kind of identify him. I put a put a photo line up together, go back to the victim, and she picks him out in about 30 seconds. And uh, so long story short, he got arrested for the hit and run, and that was after seven months. I'm glad you got did, such he, a he good did, memory. He never, did, he never did confess to it, but he did uh, a vehicle that matched that description belonged to him. So uh, that was just that circumstantial. That's just circumstantial. Right. But the uh, but the but the description that I had from the original video surveillance, I mean, he was. I, I mean, he looked like Mister Clean. So he didn't have a hairstyle that you know could have been blended in. I mean, he was bald. So there's not much. So the like the mat the matching of the watch and the scrubs kind of like was like a dead ringer. No, he probably figured he had gotten away with that. He did, he did, and it was like I said, it was seven months later, and and I was surprised that the victim at the time when I when I put the photo lineup together, I pegged him in the th- about thirty seconds. Well, that's probably and a traumatic, you know you, you put that information down. You have to put that information down in the report and on the on the uh, the photo lineup. You have to put how long it took the victim to recognize the the suspect. Of course, you got to have a witness. Of course, I had one. Of, you know, one of the guys there to, to witness the photo lineup. Of- mm-hmm.
0: Well, we're going to close this up. I don't want to get too long on y'all. I appreciate the Freebird co hosting with me. I appreciate once again. you having I like having him over, him and Mrs. Freebird. Oh, by the way, people, uh, we're uh, working on, but I think we got one episode. We're on YouTube now, also. Just It's just audio. Of course, I'm not live. I'm anonymous, can't know who I am. Uh, like I said, Chronicles at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Parlor. Uh, hit us up, friend us, send us requests. Uh, Aiden, I appreciate it. If you send me your address, I'll send you a sticker. Uh, Luva, if you send Luva? me your ad- yes. I did say she was in Switzerland, I was wrong. She is in Sweden area. Also, if you send me your address, I'll look into how much it'll cost me to send you something, sticker or something. Uh,
1: You had mentioned that. I want to send a shout-out to Luva. Yeah, we've been back and forth
0: emailing quite a bit. And uh, like I said, send me your address, and I'll see what I can get to you. And uh, I'll definitely do that. Like I said, Aiden, you're right there in California. Just send it to me and I'll ship you, send you some stickers. Uh, Other than that, people, always remember smile because the Iceman could always be behind you. I'm cranking up on the throttle. This is how legends are made.